0: Humidity tolerance is what prevents Florida World from opening. There are no balls in Westworld, there are no swords in Westworld, but there's certainly a lot of gore. Later on you'll
1: have a nightmare filled with killer cowboy robots, but for now it's time for
0: boars, gore, and swords. I'm Red Scott. And I'm Ivan Hernandez. This is voice going swords, the third best now Westworld podcast uh, doing the third piece of Westworld content that there is. We're not going to go into that fucking TV series. Oh, the other other TV series. I I might be doing
1: beyond Westworld for another podcast. If that happens, I'll post about it. But uh, fortunately, there's not that many episodes. This is, I think, our last our last episode. On Westworld content until the next season. In was it twenty forty seven? I think the <laughs> next the next season of Westworld will take place in real time when once the robot technology actually exists. That's why they're taking such a long time away from this television program.
0: It's going to be Westworld twenty ninety
1: nine. I want to take this opportunity to say, as always, thank you to our Patreon listeners. Uh, we, we've, we've done three episodes of our Bunker podcast show that you can check out, patreon.com slash Boris Swords. Uh, we're going to release that as a standalone going forward. We're trying to decide. Mm-hmm. Um, we're going to do at least one or two more episodes uh, just for our Patreon listeners. Somebody brought up a Love Actually episode? That'd be great.
0: That'd be something that everyone can I'm, appreciate. I'm willing to do it, but I think that I've made my feelings about Love Actually pretty clear. I And if we're going to do it, we
1: have to watch the deleted scenes. That's
0: really what we your need God, to get I'm, onto. Listen, I am not going into the Love Actually extended universe, all right? Oh, th- would I, then why even
1: dip your toe in? Like, if you're not going to go <laughs> all the way into the, the Love Actually verse. Um, so this is, uh, I want to say... Thanks to our theme song, uh, our Westworld theme song author, Dan Preston, who came through and gave us such a great theme song these last 12 Hell of a weeks. theme song. The best. No yeah. boars in Westworld. Anyway, but.
0: Although ah. there, it did turn out that there were some symbolic boars.
1: Yes. They, well, everybody kept their eye out. We found them.
0: Yeah. We found him. So I believe we hit the triumvirate. We had both uh, boars, gore, and swords in that show. And so this this is an
1: episode where we're talking about the 1976 movie Future World, not Rogue Somehow, One. somehow, better than Westworld. Weird, because even the people who liked the original Westworld warned us, like, it gets uglier after that, guys. Like, the uh, the original movie's a lot of fun, but then it gets really terrible, and... You know, we—I mean, listen—we had adjusted our expectations for 1973, so we were—we were kind of blown away with uh, our lack of enjoyment in that. But this movie, not only do I feel like is better than Westworld, it's obviously a much bigger influence on the TV show than the original. That,
0: that was the crazy part where it seemed like so many more ideas from Future World got adapted into Westworld, the HBO series. And listen, I'm not going to mince words. Future World is still not by any means a good movie. No, but like where, where when you watch Westworld, people ask, like, should I watch it?
1: And my answer would be is, as entertainment, no. Like there's a small <laughs> part of you that might want to watch it as a Westworld completist. But, mm-hmm. I mean, for me, the whole thing about Westworld is is without a conversation about whether the robots are sentient, it's just not a very interesting movie. Like, I'd be just as interested as if a, like, uh,
0: r- car manufacturing robot attacked me. <laughs> Which is part of what automation is all about. Yeah. Instead of getting attacked by a human, you get attacked by a robot. And they're a much more efficient assaulter. Everybody tries to
1: anthropomorphize murderous robots, but they can look like anything. They can just be one <laughs> arm with six
0: axes on which it operates. <laughs> I can't wait until we just have a legion of arms all across the country, both robbing us and giving us hand jobs. <laughs>
1: Man, and they they could give some vicious hand, hand jobs. They could literally just reach down and tear
0: your dick off. <laughs> and that's the big problem with sex robots. You have to limit their tensile strength. Yes. Um so so Future
1: World takes place three years later. It's directed different director, different writer, and Michael
0: Crichton's not involved. Um uh, Yule Brenner is the only cast member who returns for we'll get to it, but that was weird. very
1: weird. We like very weird. They they went a long way to try and get him in this movie and he was barely <laughs> in this movie. Uh, uh so it was directed by Richard T. Heffron. And let me put it this way. He is known mostly for directing Future World. (laughs) Also, I Will Fight No More Forever, which is a movie title I've heard for a long time. And looking just at the cover, I'm guessing, is wildly problematic. Um, Oh, I want to see this cover. uh, Well, first of all, you know it wasn't a huge commercial success because the stock photo on IMDb. Oh, uh,
0: yikes. Is a
1: picture of a DVD case. Oh,
0: let me tell you, that is already
1: very problematic. I mean, I don't know. I don't. I don't know what's right and what's wrong about
0: this cover. Uh, but uh, go look uh, it up uh, yourself. I do like they that they have an alternate cover with just Sam Elliott. Yeah, that seems like a better move. <laughs> uh,
1: so directed by Richard T. Heffron, uh, written by Mayo Simon, who was a writer on many of the great shows of the era, including. Phase? Phase 4, Maroons, Why Man Creates,
0: and The Bing Crosby Show, one episode. <laughs> there is no more an influential science fiction program than The Bing Crosby Show, just that no. one episode. P- the people who haven't
1: watched that have no idea. <laughs> and, and yeah, so I don't know anything about the history of it. I don't know how they got Peter Fonda. Oh, I do. Money. Money. Cocaine. Cocaine. Yeah, so th- this this movie did have a much bigger budget than the original. But the original had a tiny budget, so that's not saying much. Um, mm-hmm. And it does show up a, a little bit. There's less golf carts breaking down.
0: <laughs> Listen, they were able to afford both Peter Fonda and Blythe Danner. Yes. So, so Ooh, that that one that was the one that threw me because I was like, what 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 what's Blythe Danner doing here? But by the way. <laughs> I I I feel like she gave birth to Gwyneth Paltrow only so that there would be a complete continuity as far as roles that Blythe Danner would play. <laughs> Any role that Blythe Danner could have played, Gwyneth Paltrow could play that role as well. They it, it it feels like she was just like birthed from Blythe Danner's forehead, or or perhaps clones in a lab when they were on vacation to a mythical world. The listen, if Gwyneth Paltrow was actually a robot. That's the only way that Gwyneth Paltrow would make sense to me as a human That would game. make so much sense. Well, okay, you're going to tell me that goop is not the kind of robot lifestyle that a robot would think is cool? Guys, you need to purify your inputs
1: <laughs> and then be very efficient with your outputs. Well,
0: why doesn't everybody have a pizza oven in their backyard? <laughs> That's <laughs> just a
1: standard way of living I Exactly honestly, I, wish I, I wish I wasn't so horrified by that
0: website That I could make more jokes about it <laughs> uh, I, every It is Such a joke of an idea And yet it has made her so much money
1: Sp- Speaking of a joke of an idea This movie opens with what is clearly A price of right ripoff But they couldn't get the rights <laughs> to the prices right So instead, the, this,
0: instead they're uh, on The big bundle this really does start out incredibly weird. First of all, nobody, ca- nobody in this movie has agreed on the pronunciation of Delos. No, that Nobody's agreed on Delos? Nobody's agreed on the pronunciation of robot. <laughs> okay, that is a conflict that has been going on for as long as robots have existed as a concept. Yeah, well, that, that, that seems
1: to be the problem. When you get a lot of dorks together who are likely to read things but not talk to other people, pronunciations <laughs> are going to be way up in the air.
0: Uh, they really do. You're going to be hearing a lot of words that have yeah. been said for the first time.
1: Uh, one of my, f- uh,
0: I, I feel like what I
1: had a friend back in the day and in programming, there's a concept of something that's referred to as threads. That's just spelled mm-hmm. like thread, like cloth thread. And at one point in college, me and another person were talking to him about a programming assignment and he referred to them as threads, And I, we let that go. We like both caught each other's eye, and like <laughs> we're both like panicky. Like, don't tell him.
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh, did you? Uh, it did was years. End up learning?
1: Years until he figured it out. He was call, he was he was doing multi-threaded programming. It was amazing. <laughs> it was amazing.
0: Uh, that that's that's pretty decent. I'm gonna say it, that that's pretty uh, evil of you guys uh, to not so have good. gently corrected him.
1: Well, I mean, and I don't feel bad about that cuz he is a very very smart and successful individual. So, like that's if so he if out. he was just
0: <laughs> his threading worked out perfectly well Yeah, for him. yeah.
1: I, I like is his his life's going fine. You're imagining him much sadder than he is. He's actually in great shape. <laughs> Frankly, this is the only negative that's happening in his life. <laughs> he needed a little more adversity than he was experiencing. Uh so Peter Fonda is in this. And I wonder if this – so the hu- there, there's a lot of direct visual references. Like there's a huge eyeball close-up that I think is what's being referenced in the HBO theme that they do.
0: You'll uh, you, uh, you, uh, for, for a second, I was like, oh my god, are they introducing us to Eye World? All of the wonders of the human eye for us to peruse? Yeah, it's uh, – w- which I mean would have made sense. So they have Future
1: World, which would more correctly be called Space World – uh, it
0: I, I feel like Future World is just Space Camp with Pussy. Yeah, it was Space Camp with Pussy. They also have Spa World. Spa World, which you can make that happen now. It's well, not that hard.
1: Well, at first I was like, are they just describing Palm Springs? But then, <laughs> but then like they – so when you enter Spy World – and honestly, I felt like they did not cover this em- enough. But I believe what's happening is they give everyone ayahuasca – uh, or some derivative thereof, and then they think they're becoming younger, <laughs> and then and then they're so then they go and just like fuck, but they're young. I think that's what happens.
0: <laughs> All right, that that's a what? fair
1: interpretation of it. I, I thought I thought that's what they were describing, um, and the, well, and then you're cloned and killed off. But before that, it's going pretty well.
0: <laughs> uh, we we got a we got a we got a nice little look at uh, the gladiatorial uh, battle and. Gladiator costuming in Hollywood has changed very little throughout the years. You can see that exact guy with the fucking weird, like, deep-sea diving helmet and the one-arm gauntlet in every gladiatorial movie that has ever been made.
1: The newspaper... I, so there's... One of the stories is that there's this old media guy uh, played by Peter Fonda named Chuck. And Chuck is this... hard-nosed reporter he does he does investigation the way it used to be done and then there's this uh, woman who is named Tracy played by Blythe Danner who's the new media person she's in this television reporting in this modern era Uh, and she has 55 million people who watch her new show which if you know if you know anything about ratings is banana ratings that no show
0: has at all (laughs) <laughs> that is truly a a person who is like, what's a good amount of people to watch a television show? 55 million? All right. <laughs> to uh, be fair, this is also at the time when there were, I believe, three channels. <laughs> oh,
1: my God. I, I swear to God, I'm not going to say who it was, but somebody – this is such a good message that just popped up on my screen. Mm-hmm. For a show that I'm going to be on, they sent a message that said, hey, guys, I just want to apologize in advance for
0: the improv uh, <laughs> I, I well, first of all, I do feel like everybody should apologize for improv. But. Yeah, no,
1: it's it's just, I can't believe they sent a message out about it. Okay.
0: <laughs> it should be, it should be yes and sorry, but, <laughs> um, I oh got
1: this, the new media, old media story is hilarious because first, like the newsroom that they show looks exactly like the newsroom in the Boston Globe and Spotlight Like, it's like it hasn't changed in the last 45 years. The same desks, the same configuration, the same terrible lighting. But back then, it was uh, an industry that was, you know, just this juggernaut, this newspaper industry.
0: Oh, not so tough now, are you guys?
1: Nope.
0: No, they are not. Uh, I I also really like that the credits uh, after Peter Fonda, they go with also starring (laughs) – which nothing feels more like a chintzy ass made for television fucking movie than an also starring or my favorite in a movie guest appearance by. So
1: wait, also starring Future World the credits no, but Future World was in a movie right? I was in
0: theaters. Yeah. Oh, right? oh no, okay. it was a movie. Okay. It was a movie, but you you can tell it's like a chintzy ass movie that they are don't have very uh, high expectations for. Gotcha. Okay. Yeah. Yes. So I
1: I just wanted to be clear on these things because some people don't know. <laughs> So the, the, original, the original Westworld movie had a budget of one and a quarter million, and the sequel, Future World, had a two and a half million dollar budget.
0: <laughs> and you can see it all up in those dumb compositing effects for that fucking door closing and opening.
1: And for, for comparison, um, the movie Avengers 2, a subtitle unknown, nobody knows it. Um, it's The Age,
0: The Age of Ultron. Had had a budget of $316 million. And every single dollar was misspent. <laughs> they could not have made a worse decision with those dollars.
1: Please tell me you're not going to go see the new Spider-Man m- movie. Motherfucker, I'm going to go see that Weekend
0: One. Ah, that's... Are you kidding me? Ha- they have made, in the course of 12 years, five Spider-Man movies. And in those five Spider-Man movies in 12 Six, right? years... This no, the they sixth. made n- No, it's uh well th- this is the 6. Okay, okay. Uh, yeah, sorry. Yeah. But they they made maybe 20% of one good movie in 12 years of 5 movies. So, if yeah! Marvel can make 25% of a good Spider-Man movie in one movie, I'm going to be completely on board. You know Plus, that you're tricking your children.
1: You know that you're tricking yourself into seeing a Marvel movie when you had to involve math.
0: Motherfucker I have seen every Marvel movie. I I'm I don't understand. Stop seeing every Marvel movie. I enjoy baseline most of them. They're,
1: they're sh- I mean, they're screwing listen. you over. They they They're
0: They're not screwing me. Over. I know what I'm doing when I pay $12 to go see Doctor Strange. You're supporting a giant corporation.
1: You're it's 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 the same IP played over and over again. They make the
0: lead in Spider-Man younger and whiter every time they come around. Listen, I don't wholeheartedly agree with the decision to make him white instead of making him Miles Morales, the current uh, ultimate Spider-Man slash regular Spider-Man post-Secret Wars, who is Spider-Man despite there already (laughs) being a Spider-Man. There's a lot to explain there. But listen, all I want is a nice Spider-Man movie where he makes quips and occasionally goes, "Uh, I wish I was kissing more girls. Uh, That's all I want, and they're giving it to me. I I, I guess I'm
1: probably a little angry that they. I saw the whole trailer last night when I was watching Rogue One, which I won't talk about, and he didn't have a camera in any of the
0: scenes. How is he? He's a photographer. He is a photographer. That is his defining characteristic. They might be going with Ultimate Spider-Man, who was a webmaster. (sighs) (laughs) i cannot look the pun of spider-man being a webmaster is completely worth it and you know i don't feel good about puns but ultimate spider-man being a webmaster is the most appropriate occupation that he could possibly have. <sighs> he
1: could have been slinging. And JPEGs. this was back in
0: the day. This was back in the day when a webmaster was a fucking important ass job. This was two thousand two, two thousand three. Oh, yeah. is it? Wait, is is the actual? I'm going movie? with Ultimate Spider
1: Man. Oh, okay. The okay, okay. It Listen, do you angry.
0: want me to? If you want me to explain the difference between the Ultimate Universe and the mainstream Marvel Universe, I can spend the rest of the fucking podcast doing that.
1: Fine. If you want to do that, I'll talk for another hour about the canon canonette that Andrew Garfield had in the in his Spider-Man movies, which was the best choice I have seen for a Spider-Man movie on, on the type of camera that they have. It's a brilliant <laughs> camera. But it's also okay, very affordable. Okay, so the affordable. ultimate
0: universe was started by Bill James, and Belgium's it's a normal, so it's 00s. usable in so and many different some situations. So people thought that like, the it's a fixed uh, lens, regular mainstream so it's not going to so work great had built up too much content sporting events. events in but order to in, be uh, at a high school that be accessible the exact perfect to new readers, one. It was so a little weird that his camera broke in one screen. and then basically a huge had an immediate replacement characters had different origins didn't make sense because like was he have enough money to down or perhaps camera? to what they were when the Origin uh, was first created, and thus we had Ultimate Spider-Man, written by Brian Michael Bendis and illustrated by Mark Bagley. The reporter man
1: walked into a, a meeting with Dallas. Oh, I forgot the Dallas informant dies. <laughs> Frenchy, Frenchie. I I, lo- I love the good old timey nicknames.
0: I <laughs> oh also also I love how all of the guys in the actual printing department have little hats made of newspapers. Oh yeah, I I bet they do that. first of all first of all you're assuming that there are any humans involved with the printing of newspapers anymore no i'm i'm sure there are in some cities
1: (laughs) Uh, like i said everything looked identical they haven't had money to buy new equipment for newspapers in the past 40 years (laughs) Uh, all of the news organizations have been taken over by the new modern television with their 55 million people rating shows if if five million people knew who you were, that's like fucking Johnny Carson numbers during his prime, which means that she would be one of the most famous people on the planet. And the fact that she's just walking around as a woman and nobody's harassing her anywhere is absurd. I think that it's absurd
0: that she's not getting harassed just as a regular woman. Yeah, that's also true. <laughs> By the, the way, I'm ladies, check now, out Diva Cups. They're I, a great why, product. Why? They're an amazing product. I don't know. Listen, what you're I'm about. doing my part as the male sponsor for Diva Cups. Ladies, check them out. Spokesman,
1: <laughs> spokesperson. So, uh, so uh, Chuck is that what? I, these names are such garbage. They're such. I'm just going to refer to him
0: as Peter Fonda, and I'm going to refer to her as Blythe Danner. That is I am fair. I'm not bothering to learn these characters' names.
1: Now, so normally, I. Normally, I say you use the, the characters' names in the media, but these people were named by a person. It's the most nerdy sci-fi draft. It's a much better, much harder sci-fi than the first one. You could tell he got to the end, submitted his draft, and they were like, Miles, or whatever his name was. Mayo, that's his name, because he's the whitest. Anyway, Mayo, <laughs> you didn't give any of these people names. And he's like, who cares? They're just People. And then they just—they
0: just, they just applied the. You dumbest... can't name a carrot You can't name your two lead characters placeholder number one and placeholder number two. And and so they just applied the dumbest, most.
1: He, I, I guarantee every name in this script was somebody who was in the room.
0: When they <laughs> all right, what's his name? Out. uh What's your name, Fred? Fred. Okay, you're the you're you're the guy now. <laughs> okay, you're Chuck. He's Chuck. You're Tracy. She's Tracy. You're French. He's Frenchy. <laughs> I feel like the amount of cocaine that must have been flowing on this set was insane mm, I hope so I hope people just
1: weren't this dumb in the 70s But they did <laughs> have a lot of regular gasoline in the atmosphere That was making people aggressive and crazy <laughs> That is true Leaded gasoline, man um, I, I, So the reporter so Peter Fonda walks into the meeting with the Dallas board Sits down next to Tracy uh, And they watch the Westworld movie in the boardroom
0: honestly there was a second where i was like if these guys were just going to watch the Westworld movie i'd be like okay i'm down with that that's a that's a a weird way to reappropriate a film but okay there's
1: surprisingly little pushback like you forget how far along we've come with respect to like regulation that there's no pushback from the reporters in the room when they say yes 150 people died but we reopened because we're rich (laughs)
0: <laughs> it was the 70s. There were not a lot of corporate <clears throat> safety regulations. OSHA was basically like, "Hey, is a guy getting killed by a robot right now?" <laughs> I mean, okay, well, if it's not right now, then we can't really do anything, can we?
1: Also, given the demographics of that park in 1973, it, it, they probably assumed they would all die of cocaine overdoses within the next month anyway. <laughs> <laughs> that was their main form of insurance. There's most of the, most of those people were going there as rehab. The thousand dollars a day
0: they were spending was less than they were on cocaine. Honestly, I feel like if you just made rehab like a, a robot sex uh, station journey, yeah, yeah, like I, I think it'd be much more successful. Who wants to do cocaine when you could have sex with a robot? <laughs> and also the 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 like.
1: The relationship between Delos and the media is not the least optimistic I've ever seen. We just want you to come and do a story. All we ask is that you're
0: fair and positive. <laughs> one of those yes. is not like the other. <laughs> yes, you should, you should write a story about our robot replacement program. <laughs> yeah, they probably, even if they're doing a robot replacement program,
1: that's one of those that I would probably shut down while the reporters were there. But I, they didn't want to do it. So Tracy said, "Oh God! It. I thought she's making fun of Chuck for for having for reporting on shitty stuff all the time because the world is a terrible place." <laughs> she, I mean, she's such a a terrible parody. She's like, "I'm a woman. I thought reporting should be lighter and more fun." <laughs> By the all way, your- one of my
0: favorite things. One of my favorite things in the Delos boardroom is the. Women holding a bunch of paintings in the background. That's how bad women used to have it. They used Wait. to have to be walls. Um, I. Okay, I have
1: to say this, despite the fact that I, apparently I don't even see women holding paintings. But
0: <laughs> you didn't even see that. I didn't there notice were just them. a bunch of women in the background holding paintings, just like and standing there. Like, wow. Yeah. I. I hope they're getting at least minimum wage for this.
1: No, I'm. I'm pretty maybe. You know what? I hadn't even considered this. That, but maybe when Jonathan Nolan and Lisa Joy were treating all those extras so terribly, that it's in <laughs> canon
0: with the Westworld movies. The, the, I want to see the Westworld about the making of Westworld. Yes, yes. About a bunch of about a bunch of poor extras trying to win their freedom from oppressive regime. <laughs> um, but and by the way, this is a
1: perfect example of. So, so we get on they're immediately. Cut to them on the ship to. To Delos, and we get General Kandovsky. We we're already making oh. fun of we're already making fun of the Russians, which
0: is not as funny anymore as it was like a couple weeks ago. Oh, I think that the Russians have gotten us back for that. I, the yeah. Russians have taken all those years of us making fun of them and really, really turned it around on us. They're like, we do we do not sound like this. <laughs>
1: And uh, oh. Tracy is played by Kelly Anakin, uh, where she's <laughs> like, you're going to have sex with these robots?
0: Gross. <laughs> <laughs> and of course, ev- it's just so weird that everybody is constantly talking about like fucking robots Well, Ron, like, as I've, a matter of course.
1: I believe his name is Ron specifically, which is the perfect name for a guy who is very focused on
0: only having sex with robots. <sighs> also, I, I love the Japanese contingent. Uh, the japanese contingent is great uh, they get they get two of the classic uh, japanese stereotypes one of which i feel is much more positive uh, than the other yeah katanas and photography i agree I one like is much more popular than the other is much more positive i feel like having a it, camera is much more positive than always if, having a sword if, if my ethnic stereotype was always armed with a bladed weapon i'd be like that's not that bad it, it was
1: uh, if my ethnic stereotype was documenting the world around us, it's not that bad. It's not that bad. <laughs> it's, it's not that bad, but still. Oh. Yeah, that, they, I, I do love I, – I it was a legitimate great plot point when he, when he went to their security and was like, hey, would it be okay if I use my father's sword? Like the <laughs> Japanese guy has a
0: sword that he brought on his own. And they're like, no, you can't. He's like, yeah, I get it. <laughs> he, there was really very little pushback on that I thought there would be a lot more pushback Considering how important that is And he just hands it to the fucking robot I, I w- Like oh this is my father's ceremonial sword But you can just, you can just play around with it Do I get I, a ticket for this? <laughs> I, I, I wish
1: he, I, I wish their explanation Would have been like they're smart swords <laughs> They know we have proprietary technology That can controls the velocity So that it doesn't hit our guests that's one smart sword um they board this rocket and the one
0: that the whole space world Uh, can we talk about the outfits i nothing is more impressive than dioramas that is the main (laughs) lesson of future world there is nothing more impressive to people than a nice diorama of the place that they are currently in also (laughs) Chintziest fucking spacesuits I've ever seen in my goddamn life. That's
1: what I am talking about. So they're I I can't think of the term. So it's the it's the lowest bedsheet you put on sometimes that like has the little diamond shape in it. Do you know what I'm talking about? I have I know what you mean, but I don't know the word. I don't know the word either. Uh, their spacesuits are I'm pretty sure made out
0: of that. <laughs> It does look like like the sheet that you put under the sheets if yeah. you need like a little extra padding yeah 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 yeah. that's the one
1: I, I was like you say your your spacesuits seem very fluffy and porous for something that's <laughs> supposed to protect you from the cold hard vacuum of space so so what's the thread count on those spacesuits yeah uh, it's i it seems like it's like five and then there's pretty a low lot of vacuum seems like a pretty low thread count and then uh they board the rocket, and the one detail they have accurate is the red-orange cage they have that they take to enter the shuttle, which mm-hmm. is classic Apollo. And like, given how bad the rest of the details are, it's actually jarring how real that feels.
0: <laughs> it really... When, when they were like, all right, now you've got to do the the most fun part of any vacation, rocket science. I was like, "This is, they're, they're really striving for accuracy in places where accuracy is not exactly needed. Yeah,
1: I, and, and I love that the robot fucker guy, Ron... It's just like this is not what I signed up for. There's nowhere here I can stick my dick <laughs> <laughs> oh can, can I stick my dick in this? No,
0: you'll destroy us all
1: <laughs> yeah, and these yeah, and this I don't know why, but this felt like the prequel to the expanse for me. I thought they were going into <laughs> i th- I thought this is how all these idiots got into space in the first place the, and the new monitoring station for the whole park looks like mission control and which made me immediately ask. As a guest, can I work in mission control? Because that'd be really cool.
0: <laughs> what if your greatest fantasy is to work as an administrator in West, uh, wow. Future World? Not an administrator. One of the
1: engineers that are on the home planet assisting. Oh, oh you,
0: want, you want the Houston package?
1: Yeah, they get to wear the sexiest outfit man has ever imagined. A button-up white shirt with short sleeves and a black tie.
0: Ooh. Damn, Girl! you're really now, now. Now that puts me in the mood to fuck a robot.
1: Yeah, the monitoring station uh, is identical to Mission Control, which they don't explain. In spa, where we see in Spa World, where they have the ayahuasca um, experiment, where they seem younger to each other, which made it a much more impressive world to me. <laughs> Honestly, every time they cut to Spa World, I just tuned out. I swear to God, I think one of the Japanese characters is named Mister Tamagachi. <laughs>
0: That is not accurate, and also slightly racist.
1: Oh, um, uh, what, what do you mean? It's not accurate. It, it sounded uh, like what first they of all, him.
0: his name was Mister Pokemon, <laughs> <laughs> and he was assisted by his friend uh, Digimon Son.
1: <laughs> I was not expecting that. <laughs> oh, man, I don't think he's even listed. Uh, excuse. So all right, John. So it's John Fujioka who plays that
0: part. And he is Mr. Tagaguchi. Ah. By the way, I'm pretty sure that those weird fucking come out of nowhere samurai robots were not played by actual Asian people. What? You, uh, <laughs> yeah. No, it's literally like British actors. <laughs> it's like three guys that they just like taped their eyes back a little bit.
1: I'm pretty sure the first one was Terry Cumberbatch, Benedict's dad.
0: <laughs> oh, man. Uh. So we got, we got. This is classic. The first ever uh, weird chess video game depiction. Yes, that was crazy. I love this I was scene. Like, Wait a second, I've seen parodies of this before. It's so good. Well, it's it's something
1: that's come up a lot in media. Like I think, literally, in the second Harry Potter movie, they do a live person chess scene.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: It is great. So they they took a bunch of people. Uh, characters painted on a chessboard, and then they like made it look tiny in front of these people, <laughs> and so they, they'd press a button, and they would do the slowest ass chess move. So like, if be an actual guy on the horse, and then he'd go over, it, and then they'd fight.
0: <laughs> it was so chintzy. I loved but it. I loved it anyway. I loved it so much. Oh, I love the I love the tower. The tower. The guy who just like arrow. <laughs> uh, that was the most Monty Python thing I've ever seen in my life. That honestly, his- every. Every single part of fucking Renaissance world felt like th- there's John Cleese is about to come out bagging some fucking coconuts.
1: Um, And this is getting a little ahead of ourselves, but this is legitimately a good idea that they should have kept in the new movie the Rock'em Sock'em robots played with actual hosts.
0: Ah, uh, that, that is truly hellish. Trapped in an infinite loop of battle? That was hysterical. So they picked up
1: the, like... The, f- the fist gloves so that they could, you know, that the hosts could emulate them. And then you would actually fight with them, which is the kind of thing you would do immediately if you had fake robot hosts. <laughs> mm. Oh, that's the first thing you would do?
0: Make them fight each other? Uh, yes. You'd be like, hey, let's do a rock'em, sock'em robot setup. <laughs> well, first of all, I'd be like, guys, let's keep fucking. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Ain't no need to stop, guys. We're all having fun here. <laughs>
1: you must remember i've been programmed for your pleasure is
0: my favorite pickup line <laughs> i i love the i love the the robot bartender because i swear to god i had this exact same confrontation when i thought that they shortchanged me at the vapor room one time <laughs> i was like wait a second you didn't give me the correct change did you and the guy was just like yes i did yes i did <laughs> And you're like, you're lying. It doesn't look like anything to me. Yeah. You're like, you're lying to me. And it's like, I'm not programmed to lie. <laughs> and I was like, damn, he, he really truly has revealed that all humans are programmed. I better do another gigantic bong rip inside <laughs> this business.
1: And again, I don't know if it's a direct reference, but the reporter has brought in physical photographs, which uh, feels like what's referenced in the TV show mm-hmm. Westworld that he's showing to all the hosts. I, I, was, I was sad they didn't say that it doesn't look like anything to me. I was really waiting for somebody to, j- to drop that in one of the movies. Yeah, I mean, when it comes
0: down to that, they are still much simpler robots. Uh-huh. Uh, the this this plan to figure out whether the 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 hey go flirt with that guy. <laughs> I, I
1: don't, don't know my whether God. that's a
0: failure of her gaydar or her robot dar. Yeah, I well also <laughs> Peter
1: peter fonda's understanding of like how of women in this scene he's like hey yeah. go 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 sex talk that man so he's attracted to you just go for it and and then she's like why would i do that and then he's like oh so you can't and then she gets prideful i was like this was clearly written by a straight man because that's you've seen that conversation in every in in every movie where it's like Two, two men who are like, hey, go talk to that girl. I don't want to. Oh, you can't? Fine, I will. Like, that's <laughs> that's not how it worked. It's not how also, it worked. also, who's trying to fuck on the job like that? Exactly. Exactly. I mean, and, and again, though, she is one of the most known figures in this made-up planet. Everyone <laughs> should know who she is. Everyone should be willing to fuck up her- their job to talk to her. <laughs> and yet she's so terrible at flirtation. <laughs> Yeah, she's so bad, it turns out. Um, hey, you really know what you're doing. And, and also, the writer's ideas of what you say to men to get them to like you. Ugh. So first, it's like, it's just, hey, you really know what you're doing. I've been watching you. And, oh, I was looking at the video earlier, and it's just so confusing. Could you help me with it? She was basically, she all, she got so close to saying, math is hard. <laughs>
0: <laughs> and listen, it truly is, but you can't make that that sexy.
1: <laughs> oh. Oh. Mm. Oh. and we we, we discovered that all of them are hosts to which he explains very ominously one more source of error eliminated and my immediate thought was he's a pretty good engineer that's exactly what it is
0: <laughs> listen the problem with robots killing everybody was not
1: enough robots yes well it was all the humans who stopped the robots from killing everybody if we just had robots they're perfect And they're very good at killing things, as we have established. So if the robots go crazy, these robots will be able to kill those robots. Listen. Also,
0: they don't require oxygen, so they can't all suffocate in this room like the last people did. Those humans were really hamstringing those robots' ability to murder efficiently. Oh, can we talk
1: about just... This is one... It's a very world-building, spoilery detail from the Mm -hmm. Westworld TV show that Jonathan Nolan talked about. Is that they don't require oxygen. That's interesting. Which he said comes into play in the second season.
0: Oh, God. I, yeah. i, I like going to say that everything comes into yeah. play in the second season. Yeah. <laughs> I'm excited.
1: Well, how uh, many. Uh, wait, which season. Um, I don't know. How, how many seasons until a government official is replaced with a host? We know there's going to be five. So two through
0: five. Oh, they, they already said he, he already said he's fucking planning for five? Yeah, well, so the story was that they have outlined five seasons. Oh, okay, fair enough. I feel like if you don't start integrating, like, robots trying to replace people into the plot by, like, season three, then it's too late. I I feel like it's a
1: good season three. I feel like Mm -hmm. they're going to try and make it less obvious that that's where they're going, even though it's very obvious that's where they have to end up. Look, I just want to go to fucking Samurai World, all right? Which, by the
0: way, somebody was like, um, it's East World? it's like, fucking... No, there I'm, was an I'm gonna S. I'm call it
1: Samurai World. And also, they said... They didn't clarify, but he referred to it um, as
0: Shogun Sensei World. <laughs> oh, well, that is more S's than I thought there would be in that phrase. So, well, he,
1: he was referring to it as like, oh, yeah, it's a, to this other world that's full of Shogun Sensei. And then the reporter clarified, is it called Shogun Sensei World? And he was like, I, I don't want to clarify exactly which word it is, but... <laughs> So so we don't know for sure, but it's it's obviously not Eastworld when it's got an S there. There's an S
0: mm-hmm. on the logo. I know. It has Listen, an S. Somebody I was that that's what I said. <laughs> somebody was like, um guys, uh since it's Westworld, then the uh Japanese equivalent is obviously Eastworld and it's like, motherfucker, let can us I, have samurai. Can I
1: ask you like why did Twitter decide to make everybody in my mentions have that same voice? <laughs>
0: um uh excuse me i'm excuse correcting me? you on the internet uh I, actually just one moment i just have one thing <laughs> that I, I want to talk to you about it, it, <laughs> that truly is everybody in your mentions um so they visit the old westworld set
1: and tracy thinks everything is fine and why why are you trying so hard to get the bottom of
0: how great this world is by the way, I, I, I like to think that this is actual footage of Peter Fonda getting lost underground. <laughs> <laughs> they, just, they just let him go for a while. He fucking took a few sniffs, and he's like, I got I to gotta move around. <laughs> guys, if you, if you guys aren't going to be able to fill in another
1: scene, how about, let me just take a cameraman down here, and we'll see what happens. <laughs> Listen, guys, it's cinema verite. Uh, he finds an arm lying around. Standard cleanup mistake. You
0: leave whole body parts. Listen. The perfect hand job robot. It's looking at you right in the eye, and and an Acme brand,
1: a portal leading to the underground. <laughs> uh, um, can I give you a hand? The the the, the, the apartments they're staying department. in are 1970s duplexes. I'm pretty sure my wife's mom lives in
0: this place. That when I saw these, I was like, these are the most. Cracker ass 1970s Apartments I've ever seen Outside of fucking Florida You could actually hear in
1: the next room over The
0: Brady Bunch song being sung
1: <laughs> It's like why, why do the stairs have to have carpets Okay and so this is the point They go to sleep in this creepy ass house And this is where it turns from Oh this is kind of like Westworld I don't understand what they're doing Like, Let's see what's happening To way different and legitimately terrifying. Mhm. They're, yeah, drug- they're drugged. They're yeah. drugged in their sleep, which at first when I saw they were being drugged, I was like, "Okay, that's really creepy, but also makes more sense why they're not waking up while they're doing all the cleanup at night." Mm-hmm. And then they literally take them out of their beds, take them into the offices and like sample all their blood and scan their brains, and there's a bunch of notes that say like clone stuff everywhere and you're like oh this is this is not gonna be good
0: uh you you skipped a you skipped a great scene uh that fucking uh dumb goon being like i can't fuck two robots and the (laughs) robots being like listen you can fuck two robots it's cool yeah
1: that's the great thing about sex robots they always believe in you (laughs)
0: nobody believes harder in a person's ability to have sex than a sex robot
1: human people you're like i couldn't have sex with two women and they're like yeah i don't think you could either and you're like
0: (laughs) they're like no i don't think that you're capable of achieving that (laughs) which by the way let me tell you it's fucking hard it's very hard to arrange you have to get two women to agree that they want to have sex with you and another woman Honestly, that's the the other woman part is where it fell apart for me. I was like, "Listen, would you be interested in having sex with me and this other person?" They were like, "Oh, that other person." Ugh! (laughs) Like, damn it! For once, I'm not the problem. (laughs) I
1: love it. (laughs) So the the and then he does the old "Can I give you a hand?" where he like puts like stupid hand on her face. Oh, no, I skipped. I, I skipped that earlier. But, yeah, so they – I started calling, I, I think, the lead engineer guy. I saw him oh. as being very Bernard. He has a lot of very Bernard-esque elements.
0: I love the lead engineer guy. Oh, wait, are we talking about the – the... I'm talking about off-brand Gene Wilder. Oh, okay, because fucking the, the mechanic that they meet later – Oh, he's that's... wonderful. That's Angel from the Rockford Files. Oh, really? Yes, oh, of course I, it is. I, I sort of got—I saw him for a fucking second. I was like, "Is that Angel from the Rockford Files?" And I looked it up, and
1: it is. That's right. he—he's wonderful. I, I don't want to get too far ahead of ourselves, but I love him and Clark. Yeah. Uh, the the they 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 did some pretty good casting in this one. Yeah, but so Bernard, there's a character who is the head of engineering. They, they don't mm. ever say his name, but I'm saying that's what it is. He's mm. the head of engineering. And I'm not going to say he's evil, but after
0: they showed the clones, he did literally steeple his fingers. <laughs> Listen, anytime anybody steeples their fingers in fiction, it's bad news. Nothing is more
1: terrifying or evil uh, intending than sniffing the tops of your fingertips. Because <laughs> <laughs> they never smell good. No. And... And in, so one, another thing that's taken in the TV show is that they have dreams of all the bad things that are happening to them at night. Yeah, except it's the humans having the bad dreams. It's the, so far, it's the humans having the bad dreams. And, and also we get the, I forgot to mention that the, the people who come for them in the night are creepy red cast members who have outfits that look very
0: similar to the ones in the TV show. Mm hmm. Yeah, and they are really very creepy much- in the red. Yeah, it's weird how many more elements from Future World made its way into Westworld, considering that fucking Future World is the stupid sequel to the movie that they are supposed to ostensibly be completely based on.
1: Yeah, I mean, so the general premise is obviously from the first movie, but most of the interesting details that reminded me of the TV show are from Future World and not Westworld. Way more. Mm -hmm. Um, And these dumb reporters in a basement just throw about a million switches.
0: Uh, I I love this sign that says humidity tolerance. Certain models can't go there. Because, listen, humidity tolerance is what prevents Florida world from opening.
1: <laughs> there's never they can never get, get it right. can never get it right. And be there's too robot. much water. Yeah. A, a bunch of triangles form into simulated humans in
0: weird tubes. I didn't understand that it, technology. I, first of all, if you're going to manufacture people from thin air... At least make them actual Asians.
1: Uh, yeah. Well, I mean, maybe that's why they couldn't because they're... <laughs> maybe it's the best they could do with... So what they did is they turned an 80s graphic into human people. And I'm not sure how they got from A to B. Like in the first one, they took like circuits and rubber and stuff and turned that into human looking people. In this one, they start with like... Uh, one of those like Amiga tech demos where it's just like triangles bouncing around, and then those become three fully formed, fully dressed, fully sentient samurais who are white. Honestly, people. it
0: it felt exactly like the psi, uh the psychic power effects from Earthbound. <laughs> it did. It, I, I could see that. Yeah. And so the
1: samurais start coming after them, and mm-hmm. and the samurai versus chuck is one of the worst sword battles
0: i have ever oh, seen in my life I, I love it that was one of the classic aim for the other person's weapons theatrical fighting and and he just so happens to discover a robot's greatest weakness cardboard boxes yes a, a <laughs> classic um they had him
1: fall into the um you know the it's they're just e- empty cardboard boxes so that the stunt guy can fall on them and survive <laughs> They lock themselves in a chamber, and a bearded dude saves them with essentially somehow pulling the freeze motor functions ploy. Angel! And he's playing a yokel here, too! It's his ideal role! I believe his name was Harry Croft? Mm Mm-hmm. And his bot, Clark, I don't know if you caught this, his bot, Clark, is one of the old Roman orgy Iron Men. He's a sex bot!
0: Clark (laughs) is a sex bot. bot!
1: He's a sex bot, and now he just lives without a
0: face and plays cards all the time. Yeah, and the relationship between Harry and Clark is actually pretty great. Yeah, but he never turns on him, which I was very happy about. I know. Uh, he, he just uh, plays cards badly with him the entire time, which you think that robots would get better at playing cards. Uh, uh, you, you would? Well,
1: he does get better at playing cards, if you don't remember. He explicitly <laughs> cheats. <laughs> oh, Oh, I forgot. And... Also, I know it's kind of a trope, but, what, but I would have really loved to have seen Clark save Harry. Oh, that would have been so nice. It, it was It was not nice. So we, we learned that Frenchie, the Delos engineer, who we saw murdered earlier when he was trying to oh. give Chuck some information about Delos, um, used to work with Harry. And they've been... Um, Uh, It becomes pretty obvious at this point, if you have seen a science fiction movie, maybe not in 1976, but it becomes obvious at this point that they have been replacing important people on the planet with robots, which nobody has ever discovered, despite the fact the tiniest bit of moisture makes them explode.
0: (laughs) That's the thing. The first time that robot has to fucking drink a glass of water in front of people, it's like, oof, this isn't going to end well. We've replaced the governor of Florida, and he has decided to govern from Arizona, Arizona. Well, listen, we all know that the governor of Florida is currently a reptile person. Yes. Yeah. So which have very little problems with moisture. Oh no,
1: he loves it down here. <laughs> and they
0: one of the I again with this freaky so we get This is the weirdest sequence. It's... They they strap Blythe Danner into a mind reading machine and they're like it removes pressure from your spinal column by removing your spine? <laughs> well, so they take her into... You would know the
1: official term. The X-Men locator dome. <laughs> the,
0: they, they they take her into
1: Cerebro. They take her into Cerebro. That's I mean, that's what it was, right? <laughs> it was pretty much Cerebro. Yeah, it was a platform out in the middle of an empty sphere. And, and, and they th- strap her in and they read her mind. Yeah, that's exactly what it was. It was kind of crazy <laughs> to see it's that. It's pretty much that. <laughs> And they're able to record her dreams, and then through a 1910 Nickelodeon, he is able to view her
0: dreams. <laughs> uh, yeah, and, and, and they're like, all right, start recording. Now add a liquid dissolve. <laughs> There's my, One of my
1: favorite scenes here was, we're recording millions of bits of information, or as we call it internally, a megabit. <laughs> that, that's what I love. They haven't even gotten onto megabytes. So I happen to know this timeline because my dad would talk to me about it. In the early '80s, the first um, commercial hard drive became available. Ooh, I, how how many how many bits was that? And that that was five and ten megabytes, Were the two sides. God available.
0: damn, gargantuan.
1: So, so yeah, in the in the in this mid '70s. Having storage of millions of bits would have been pretty crazy. <laughs> if you want to go to the computer museum in Palo Alto, you can see all the different ways they used to store information. Uh, one of my favorite one is just a pipe that's about four feet long, filled with mercury. Stay with me. And they would record it by literally sending waves through the mercury And it would just go indefinitely. And because the mercury is really thick, the waves would move really slowly. So you could store a lot more data. But you would have to wait for the waves to traverse all the way and then come back before you could read them again. What? Yeah. They did some crazy stuff. Another one is just a cathode ray tube that would just project back onto itself. And it would then read that and reproject it. And that's how it would start. It was the craziest thing I've ever seen. Y'all, oh, computers are fucking insane, and now we just masturbate with them. They had, a, they had a spinning hard drive that was the size of a bicycle wheel, but the weight of a building. <laughs> it's high density. It's pretty high it's density. A, it's a lot of good stuff. They had the original Google server there. It's good oh, stuff. Oh, wow. How it's gross looking was that fucking thing? It was pretty gross. Mostly mostly cum. <laughs> um,
0: so, and, and speaking of mostly cum, you'll bring her sex dreams. She
1: has... What they say is a Yule Brenner sex dream. Um, I, I,
0: I think that's. I guess is that what they decide is actually happening? I have no idea what they actually decide. I know one hundred percent that they were like, "Hey Yule, you come in for two days, you get to fuck Blythe thanner <laughs> and you are out." And he was like,
1: "Yes, I am down with that." I am listening, and and she has a. It's a great dream sequence where, like, the red guys are like bursting out of closet doors it's at a 45 degree angle the the gunslinger saves her from the unconscious rack it's pretty great and
0: yeah and then then they they transition to another scene where he is untangling red licorice that she's chained in yes this is it's it's all very sexual it's an A-plus dream sequence. I honestly feel like people thought this movie was bad because they hadn't seen good science fiction in the 70s. <laughs> that, it was the time for science fiction to actually become good. It,
1: it's, I always have to remind myself of science fiction films that are made before 1979 that, that Star Wars, the first Star Wars, blew people's minds with how good the special effects were. Like, yeah. they they didn't even understand that special effects could be that good. So if that's the bar, and we're three years before that, people are going <laughs> to be
0: perfectly okay with this. Oh, definitely. Listen, yeah. Alien hadn't even come out yet. Yeah. Yep. Uh, and Hank helps
1: Clark sneak into the big blue door that nobody can get into. And, and we learned that, yep, even these very advanced robots are still v- vulnerable to water, which will come into play later. Uh, when they're trying almost anything to kill them except urinating on them. Just urinate on them and that will stop them immediately. I understand it's hard to do
0: when you're in a hurry, but I, I feel like you can make it happen. Listen, you just have to assume a defensive piss posture. Run backwards, <laughs> piss in your wake. It, it takes a little effort, but the yeah. results, you can't argue
1: with them. Yeah. Um, and the music from... So they show a clone being made, and the music from the scene actually reminds me of Westworld. Did you did you think about that?
0: It, it reminded me a lot of the Westworld main theme. Yeah, exactly. That when I was like, "Is this a did did fucking Ramin riff off of this shit?" By the way, by it the way, have... the, the the technology of the uh, rotating three D face, yes, uh, that did directly result in the Super Mario sixty four title screen.
1: Oh, that that makes a lot of sense. I thought it's a direct line. <laughs> It's there and also Lawnmower Man. <laughs> Hank and Tracy, uh, they, they, they see a Roman dude, a horse. They see clones uh, of the Japanese man being created.
0: Mm-hmm. And that, I, love this, I love this room because for a second I was like, my God, they're building the ultimate sound insulated podcast recording studio. I know. I was pretty excited about that. There's no echo <laughs> at all. We can <laughs> scream as loud as we
1: want. And the guy who is the head of Delos, our studies say you'll kill yourself by the end of the decade. I would never considered that maybe Delos is why we've even made it this far. Maybe Guys? most of our leaders are also already robot people. The robots aren't wrong. No, it, exactly. So the one guy who was like the most... They did something here that actually was a problem I had with Westworld, the TV show. You don't make the engineer who is the least human person who reads as slightly autistic as don't make him the robot make the charismatic guy who's relatable that you're obviously like yeah that guy's human make him the robot that's way more fun (laughs) so I was actually a little surprised that that guy was a robot (laughs)
0: honestly by the end of this movie I had completely tuned out about who was robot and who was human and I was like listen guys we're all fucking robots hmm. if you yeah. think about it one way. Listen, free will is an illusion. Free We're all just robots fucking marching illusion. our way to a giant March mass to nuclear grave. Our
1: death. I like it. Yeah. I've uh, complete c- I've come completely around. I love it. Um so and Tracy can't shoot because of her woman feelings.
0: <laughs> but she finally does it and of course he's a robot. Oh, of course, he's a robot, and, and you can tell because because he has a facial seam that nobody could detect before they fucking stuck a knife in his face.
1: Oh man, there are if you want to see some all-time horrible uh, cut uh, cut between this is a human actor and this is the model we have, so we can show that it's a robot. There's a lot of them in this in this movie, and they're all done very poorly. They don't fool oh, you for that, even half a
0: second. That might have even been better than one of my favorite all-time cut from a human to a model uh, cuts, which is the Ian Holm cut in Alien, where they go from his head uh, sticking out of a floor uh, to illustrate what is supposed to be the decapitated head, and then switching to the terrible model head.
1: (laughs) Um, Model heads never look right. Mm -hmm. And then, so... Chuck's clone ends up killing Hank. And right after we get Hank leaving Ch- Clark, which is so heartbreaking and cute. Oh, oh, and it was so classic because he was like, go on now. Get out of here, robot. Go, go. I know. And, well, he, he basically did the opposite because he was like, stay, stay. I'm leaving. <laughs> yeah, you, know, you very rarely see the reverse Hendersons.
0: <laughs> he pulled a reverse Henderson. Throw this rock at me. I, I'll <laughs> run away. I'm not wanted here. And by the way, the way that you tell robot Peter Fonda from regular Peter Fonda is to offer it cocaine. <laughs> <laughs> and, and if he says there's too much moisture in that, then you know it's a robot.
1: <laughs> oh, definitely. So. So Tracy and Tracy, there's a great it's. This uh, this is, this is, this, is this, this is one of the
0: all time great plot conflicts.
1: Blythe versus Blythe. The So what we, we've discovered is that they've literally taken the mind scan and were able to imprint her entire brain into this robot clone in the 700 series. It's, mm-hmm. it's much better than the 600. <laughs> and, and she's like, I know everything you're going to do before you do it. We have the same mind. And they like psychoanalyze each other in dual format. And this is, a, this is just some classic good
0: clone sci-fi stuff. And I was completely here for it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was like, I know what you're going to do, but then do you know what I'm going to do, and do I know what you're going to do? And then she just fucking shoots her. (laughs) Yeah! She outsmarts Vincini.
1: Vincini. (laughs) I I was wondering if she was going to be able to pull it off, and she completely did. And then we
0: get uh, Chuck versus Chuck. Which, by the way, I guarantee that Peter Fonda has had a gunfight with himself before. (laughs) This is... To which,
1: they shoot at each other like stormtroopers. It's so bad. And then the robot one... The
0: robot one says, This isn't gonna get us anywhere, Chuck. We're both lousy shots. <laughs> the, there were a few moments where like there was like a five second gap between him pulling the trigger and there being an audible reaction. Uh, which and their audible
1: reactions, I think they took it from the um kids hitting empty tubes at the exploratorium with <laughs> small hammers selection. It sounded zero percent like a gun. <laughs> And for a while, I was like, are they supposed to be laser beams?
0: I had no idea what they were supposed to be. Because also, those guns look fucking ridiculous. <laughs> Stupid. And
1: I, this whole fight scene, I'm screaming, get a squirt gun. <laughs>
0: That's the thing. I was like, if he had one super soaker, this would be fucking over. Just and then he, he tries to electrify the floor. And listen, Peter fucking robots love electricity. They do. Yeah. <clears throat> they do. They, they, uh, just a great like
1: where he almost puts his foot down and then he sees the terminal leads and he's like, oh, good one. You almost got me. Yeah. He's like, we've got a great brain. Now let me smash it. <laughs> um, so robot, robot wrestles human. We see one get pushed over in the moment. We don't know who it is. Obviously, it mm-hmm. is Chuck because that's what kind of movie this is. Mm-hmm. Um, and Tracy and Chuck kiss and then they know each other are real. <laughs> and that just goes to show
0: robots, very lousy kissers
1: Yeah, but th- when that happened, it's like, you
0: know And I'm like, well, then they're not very good robots <laughs> Exactly, it's like, God, I can't even imagine having sex with one of them now <laughs> I can definitely imagine having sex with one of them
1: So Dr. Man sees them off, they pass his test to prove they're both robots And then, <laughs> Which is
0: the, the dumbest fucking I'm a robot impression <laughs> Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah, it's, it's, not, it's not good There's not a lot of subtlety there It looks like... Let let me describe it this way. It looks like acting in the 1970s. (laughs) They were truly acting within acting. And and then Chuck does the ultimate act of rebellion. Flips him the finger, man.
0: (laughs) Giving the bird to authority. Before he's even completely out the door. Which I, I thought that, like, maybe... Maybe you should get out of the fucking Delos uh, compound before you start saying, hey, fuck you, Delos. He was literally about to get on a
1: Delos-branded tram full of what (laughs) we now know are robot replacements for actual beings that probably
0: could have all killed him. (laughs) Listen, it's not that kind of movie. A good movie. Right.
1: And And so that's the last thing that I will say is... I feel like the ending wasn't very satisfying. We just get him the bird and they literally say like, I already sent in the story. It'll be old news by tomorrow, which having the world leaders replaced with robots is not going to be old news by tomorrow. That one's going to take, I'm going to say, 48 hours to shake off.
0: Honestly, with our current news cycle, I feel like it would be like two tweets and then done. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, Yeah. What what Trump, Trump would be
1: like. All of the world leaders are robots. And then an hour later, you'd be like, I am actually fucking my daughter. And you'd be like, what? I'm madder about this somehow. <laughs> <laughs> You're like, so, that's future and in, world." in your head. You'd be like, we'll get back to the robot thing. But you would never get back to the robot <laughs> uh, thing.
0: We'll, we never get back to the robot thing.
1: No. All right. So that's future world. As for next week, Rogue One.
0: Oh, we're going to talk about Rogue One next week. Yeah, I'm definitely going to go see it this week. I just don't like to go to yes. opening fucking weekend with certain movies. Yes. I, I'm so excited. I might go see it at a drive-in.
1: I might. I might. <laughs> you and Count Handula? What do you...
0: <laughs> Listen, uh, his name is Lord Handenstein. <laughs> I, ooh, he, he got a lordship. Yeah, yeah, it took him a while, but he really put in
1: the work. <laughs> um, I am excited about that. I have so many thoughts. I think... That makes sense, because I feel like uh, a week, uh, 10 days is enough. 10 days is long enough that all the hardcore people will have seen it, and they'll be ready to hear my thoughts, which are extensive
0: and lengthy, both. Listen, all I know is that it's got Mads Mikkelsen talking about fucking death in it, and that's already got my approval.
1: Uh, It has Alan Tudyk as a comedic sidekick character. Ah, oh, I love it! It is... I, uh, I Okay, I'm not going to get into it. We'll get to it. We'll That's get to it. That's for next week. I'm Tudic. <laughs> All right. Uh, and that has been Boy Swords. Find us on Twitter yeah. at Boy Swords. You can find Ivan on Twitter at Ivan underscore Hernandez. And you can find Red on Twitter at Red underscore Scott. And if you want to support us, we would love that. Patreon.com slash Boy Swords. We're going to have a couple more exclusives up before the end of the month. Yeah. Bye. See ya.